And we're back at the Bait and Switch Podcast Studios, burning the midnight oil, doing some introductions for our podcasts. And this is the first part of a two-part interview with two local bar and restaurant owners, Pete Panagos and Jimmy Finlay. They also happen to be a couple of guys that I used to play baseball with. As always, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast feeds. In addition, you can find us at baitandswitchpodcast.com, our new website. And, of course, through our Facebook page, Bait and Switch Podcast. We appreciate all of our listeners, and if you like what you're hearing, please pass us along to your friends. Your podcast starts now. Welcome, this is Richard Wilson. If your seat backs and tray tables are not already in their full upright positions, it's too late. Brace for Impact is the Bait and Switch Podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. I'm Jim Martin along with my co-host Chris Beyer. Today we have two guests with us. Pete Panagos. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And uh, and Jimmy Finley, who's much uh, much easier to say. Uh, so how are you guys doing? We're doing good. Thanks for having us, guys. Great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming. These guys, uh, I played baseball with them. They are owners of a local bar, Wawatiki, just down the street from the Bait and Switch Studios. They're here to join us, talk a little uh, baseball, a little bar talk, anything else they want to talk about. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the, fir- the first question I have is uh, the name, Wawatiki. I mean, it's a great name. Yep. Who came up with it? Tell me the story behind that. Uh, so our designers, Flux Design, were part, a big part of that. And they offered a steak dinner to one of their staff who would name the place. Oh, nice. And all of you that know Wauwatosa, we never call it Wauwatosa. No. Right. No. Call it Tosa. 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 Right? Yeah. So the steak dinner came from a guy walking across the room who said, why don't you guys just call it Wauwatiki? That guy happened to be from Chicago. <laughs> so it's not that good of a story. <laughs> yeah, but it's a great name. I, I would it like is, to think yeah. I would have been the steak dinner winner right. had I been there because right. I would I think I would have saw it. I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't think. have thought of that. No. No. Right on. Now, you guys are a bar, uh, but I've talked to Pete before about this. Uh, you guys are maybe a grilling bar. There I say bar and grill, grilling bar. You guys are emphasizing the food a little bit more lately, right? Is that true? Yeah, I think I think we do. Um yeah, we, we were going to be a craft cocktail bar with some food because you kind of want to, if you want people drinking, it, you know, something not to nosh on is usually pretty good to keep them there. And uh, yeah, our food took off pretty well. I mean, we started the bar as just a bar with snacks and stuff, but we always knew we were going to have a full dinner menu. And jeez, uh, when our head chef, Ekwe Amuzu, when he just started doing his thing, uh, Pete's really good at putting the finishing touches on a, on a good chef's menu and Holy cow! Like we, yeah, we're we're a dinner spot, and people are coming yeah. there for the food, and they're like, "Oh, uh, let's try these awesome cocktails too." <laughs> oh, you have drinks? Yeah, we yeah. started tapas style and appetizers for the most part, and it just a special after a special took off, and it evolved in this menu. We had a fire five months in, and made some big changes right after that, and that's kind of when we knew the direction we were going. Sometimes you have a plan for something, but your your uh, customers kind of dictate where you go from there. And you sure. chose tiki because it was there was an absence of that in the market, <laughs> or why? Why? Why the you, tiki? You got to explain this one, Pete. You're better at this one. <laughs> um, so we started as a partnership with three guys, and uh, now it's down to me and Jim. And um, I was laying in bed, and 
the idea just popped in my head and I texted these guys. I don't think Jimmy wanted anything to do with it at first. <laughs> it took a little uh, course and to get him to, to sign, a, sign a board. To, yeah, that's kind of weird because our old business partner, Jason, you know, he's just like, I'm in, let's do this. And yeah. then when I kind of got brought on board, I thought, ooh, this looks difficult. You know, I've, <laughs> I've been bartending and managing for 12 years at that point. And I was like, I don't, come on, I don't want to touch this. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm too far along <laughs> in life to learn something new. And, Start you know, all it just over sounds again so stupid. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, from the, from the outsider's perspective, somebody that's not in the bar field, it's kind of a neat, fun concept. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's where I was going with that. I mean, it seemed like Jason was so excited, but then he just he just really wasn't when we got going. And then I got really excited and, you know, just it takes some time and some effort and, oh, I, I got to learn something new for a little bit again. Who cares? Just do it. And it's just, it's fun. I mean, you'll see Pete or myself behind the bar quite a bit. Yeah, concept is, was really unique because none of us have worked, played with the spirit before. So we had to learn a whole loose, new list of cocktails. You know, Tiki's very visual. I mean, it was definitely a challenge along those lines one show i used to watch i don't watch as much as i used to is bar rescue so being bar owners what what is your opinion of that show <laughs> i cringe every time i watch it because i hate it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i do i hate it i well, mean yeah john taffer i mean we we both really don't like the show that much but it's because these bars that taffer has to go into these owners are drunks or their staff's walking all over them or the place is a disaster. And that's why we cringe. We're just like, Oh, oh God, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I could not, not be there. Like the guy on the show probably. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and when you go into bars, just as a patron, how often do you walk into a bar and, and just see things a mess every minute? Yeah. There is nothing I don't critique or judge. Problem for me is my last business was concept and consulting doing the things John Taffer did. Mm -hmm. And I don't think one, I think one time in my life I talked to a business owner the way he spoke to all of his, his clients. Oh, really? And I think if I would have done that more than one time and I actually hoped not to get the job, I wanted to go home. I wanted, I was, I did not want to work with this, this establishment at all. And it was yeah. literally what you see where you're, you know, you got grease sitting there, all this, I mean, it was disgusting. I don't even want to say it, but, uh, and I said, clean it up or I'm out. Yeah. I'm not coming back. And I got a call the next day after he kicked me out of his restaurant and bar and to come back. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So <laughs> I don't think I'd have one job or had a dollar in my pocket if I would have spoke that way to anybody. Sure. So, I mean, yeah. there. I think John Taffer was probably really good at one point at what he did. Mm -hmm. But we all know reality TV is real, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So my biggest problem with the show, it's just profanity laden. I mean, yelling at each other. Well, it's what yeah. the media wants, right? Yeah, right. that's the yeah. other you know cringeworthy part of it is seeing a grown man yell at another grown man, <laughs> and, and that, that you know grown man number two, it's like Jesus, guy's like a six year old. Yeah. I, you know, I can't watch this, and you know some of it's just for the cameras, and it's you know they're playing sure. a part, but. I mean, there's a reason that Bar Rescue is there too, right? Because they're about to fail and close their doors any well, minute too, and right. something needs to change and it usually starts with ownership, probably. I, you know, I was going to say the shows that I've seen, uh, like, I mean, I've seen Cocktail and I've seen Coyote Ugly, you know, and I don't see any of that going on in your place. No. <laughs> so I'm a little confused about like where the dancing girls yeah. are and the music and the flipping stuff around. Pete used to do a lot of flair bartending though, so, you know, you like know, in I, Cocktail. I have seen the, I have seen the, uh, the, the, what is it? The Breathing the Fire. I've seen oh, that. Yeah. But you can't do now because you got all that tiki. It's <laughs> well, we all fire treated, man. We, yeah. That oh, yeah. never oh, burnt. Oh, yeah, it's fine. No, I just, <laughs> you know, you do it for so long. And I mean, that was part of the last business. I would travel and do a bunch of, 
flare shows for people and mm. it was a lot of fun at the time until you were not in a show and people were saying dance monkey dance <laughs> and uh-huh. yeah. flip, flip this bottle for me do this yeah and especially when you have a you know, you're trying to serve multiple people at once and you don't have time to do that. There's a time and a place for that stuff. Oh, sure. It's never sure. that I didn't enjoy it because I did. I had a real good time with it. And yeah. there's still some of it I'll do, but it's more speed flare related where you're making the drink as well. And you're not just throwing your juggling, you know. Right. Right. What about, you know, other bar bar type cliches? You know, obviously you're dealing with alcohol. How often do you got to cut people off? Not too often because, again, it's not, uh, you, you know, uh, dollar tap night and stuff like that it's not collegey it's not uh you know binge drinking but our drinks do have a lot of booze in them too so we do have to monitor people if they've had a few of them you know yeah and um you know a lot of times too a lot of times people have have already been served a lot and then they want to come to wawatiki and have a really boozy drink and while they're drinking that that's when you go "Ooh, i did not realize how drunk this person was already so it's like all right this is the only one they're having hopefully they go you hear this a lot you start at Wauwatiki, you never finish there because that last drink we, that you come by us is correct co- co- cocktail lounge, right? It's right. going to be boozy. Yeah. And all those lounges, you don't want to finish there after you've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing that might have changed all this is Uber. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Uber's classed up the, the tavern industry as well because my last place was in an area where it was, you know, college-y and nobody reinvested in their businesses and it, it was a kiss of death for me because it closed the one but it also made this one pop mm-hmm. and you know you have these people who don't put any money back in their businesses and the kids today just don't they don't binge drink they're a lot smarter than we were yeah mm-hmm. at number one <laughs> and they spend their money better than we do and they'd rather come out and uber for 15 dollars between five people get a couple of drinks by us and come for the entertainment part it's definitely had an impact in probably more industries than than just ours Mm-hmm. And you guys, again, being in a, a very neighborhood place like it is, high-density neighborhood, I'm sure you get a good chunk of people that just walk to the place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even in the in the crappy weather we've been having in the end of January and February now. But, yeah, summertime, yeah, everyone's walking all over the place. They, there's got to be tons of people that just kind of do their, their rounds, too, at the other restaurants and bars and stuff. And they're just going to sure. hop to a few different places. And yeah. we're kind of always on that list, you know. and. Sometimes uh, you might get competition from a weird angle. I know maybe you guys have seen this Pick and Save, which is a local grocery store here. They've got a bar in the Pick and Save. And it's like right by the deli. So it's literally a meat That's market. Right. They do now. Right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Are guys going there to pick up chicken? I don't know. Have you ever have have you? been there? Have you seen people you hanging try? out at the uh, Pick and Save uh, bar? You know, I, in those places, I mean, I, I guess they serve some purpose, but. Who hangs out in a grocery store, man? Yeah, that's right. I mean, exactly. That's that's such a, a weird place. thing. If you're it's picking up place. chicks in a grocery store, so you're usually <laughs> grabbing oranges with her, right? Like, yeah. not having a cocktail. So, yeah, right. hadn't we talked about, though, um, for instance, Whole Foods that have that nice long bar there that they can offer cheaper beers, though, too? That they like can. It's buying power. It's any corporate versus yeah. the, the little guy. And I'm not a fan of it because it takes up liquor license where another establishment could be there or something. I guess you're never going to win. I mean, it's the Walmart effect, right? right? It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but it is funny, though. I mean, because how many times do you hear people say, hey, let's go down to Whole Foods, get, get a beer tonight, hang out <laughs> down there at Whole Foods? I haven't been there. there there's a bar at Whole Foods. Huh? Yeah, everyone. It's part of their model. We were actually in the meeting when we were getting our liquor license. They were the same thing. And um, a lot of guys in the board were going against it. And they said, well, we're not coming here unless we get it. And that was kind of their 
their model. We don't care. Wow. That's part of our business model. You can't take it away. And you, and we, it was suck because we were right before and they're like, well, we'd rather have another one of these guys and yeah. this and that. And we're standing there like, oh, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope I'm not caught in the middle of this thing. <laughs> nice. It was Jeff Bezos there. Oh, these guys. Who are these guys? <laughs> my last name, he would have left me. He probably would have bought my place. Let's be honest. What about uh, the proliferation of online dating? Do you guys see a lot of online dates meet at your bar? Tinder dates? Or just any, all the time. You know, any, <laughs> yeah. any version of dating. Do you see the look in the person's eye like I'm waiting and then you know they're looking at the door? A lot of first dates there. Yeah, a lot of first dates. The, the best thing about first dates, and it's also the worst thing, they usually like stay there the longest. But you can tell these dates, they're going good enough that yeah. neither of them wants to go home. So they just stay right. forever. <laughs> right. You have to push them out the door. <laughs> like, guys, like, I could get a, you know, I could get a ticket if you're still here. So you have to go <laughs> now. And then you think to yourself, I wonder what they're going to do next. Then you, see them, <laughs> then you see them outside of one car together making out. Yeah. yeah. How, about, how about the opposite where you see the person sitting there, the other one walks in and you see the eyes drop and you, they're like, ah, this is not what I oh, thought. Yeah, I you, you saw that one night, right? We had a guy he sitting saw. at the bar. Mm-hmm. And he made a comment about where she's from to Racine right. and similarities, but not maybe geographically and how they're dispersed that way. And she was not happy being called from Racine to the point where she got up and left, made oh. some comment that I really don't want to what? say on the air. What the really? How, how do you take offense from being called from Racine? What is well, the issue there? I'd be offended if I was from Racine right now and somebody <laughs> said yeah, that. Right. So, yeah. no kidding. I mean, it was embarrassing. We all, there was about seven of us by the bar. I was bartending and all of us looked at each other and I just said, I go, Tinder date? He goes, yep. <laughs> he goes, well, I paid for all of her stuff. Least she could have said is thank you. <laughs> Slammed the door, walked out. We all looked at each other. I think every person at the bar bought him a drink or a shot or something. Yeah, yeah right. And, and I, he had I was, a good time with it. I was actually out that night and uh, a couple of friends that, a couple of regulars that came to see Pete at Tiki's, they, I saw them out at another bar later. And then in walks the guy who's, you know, date walked out on him. Right. So now our regulars I'm chatting to, chatting with, and they're just telling me the whole story about what happened at Wauwatiki just a couple hours earlier. Uh-huh. And then the guy himself starts chatting with me, and he's hammered by this point. <laughs> oh, my he gosh. Was just, hammered by yeah, so I just couldn't wait to talk to Pete the next day and just go, all right, what happened Where's last night? She, I, yeah, it right. was almost the point where she took that drink and was about to throw it at him, and they were screaming wow. at each other. And Again, I, I'm still was, having a hard time figuring out why she was so offended. But anyway. Yeah, right. I uh, you know they got other ones Bumble right that's Actually, Jimmy's went, favorite there was a uh, another one <laughs> I went man. on here just recently I went on a Mumble date I had to M- what is keep, Mumble what is Mumble I had to keep telling her to speak up another Chris joke <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah. oh, I love the Chris joke but, uh, or uh, 23 and Me that's if you want to date 23 year olds right how'd that work out for you <laughs> they said go to 50 and Me uh, <laughs> that's a lot of chromosomes. <laughs> But now when it comes to online dating, you almost expect deception. I was talking to Pete about this. Pete had a uh, a date where the uh, – no, this was – Pete has got a girlfriend now, but this was before, and uh, the girl showed up and – A long time ago, and, yeah. And didn't look like anything like her pictures and whatnot. I expect people to lie at this point. If they tell me the truth, <laughs> yeah. I have suspicion. I, <laughs> That's not it, a good thing going I mean, into a date you, if you tell people your goals and your aspirations, somebody's going to get hurt. You, know, you have to be yeah. a little bit mischievous. Coy. Yeah. Mischievous. Yeah. Just, just lie to me for like the yeah. first month yeah. you date, and I'll, I'll find out the truth. <laughs> right. Right. It's more but a zebra always shows its stripes, right? Like, just get them out there anyway. 
Yeah. I don't need to find out you're crazy. I, just tell me right away. I don't need to be almost stabbed in the <laughs> so face again. So you're not dating anybody anymore? Is that oh, no, I am. I, I <laughs> actually real lucky at this point where I think I might mess it up. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, He's got a good one. And he's yeah. not used to it. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen for me. I think I keep poking the bear to find out where the crazy is. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I haven't well, seen what, it yet. Yeah, I good. say, right, if you look left or right, the person might be you. Maybe you're the crazy one in this. Not, not In this one, it's probably definitely me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The other one's not me. Yeah, Guarantee well, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some stories there. Yeah. If you're the crazy one, you got to lock it down before they find out. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's where the deceit comes in. Right. I swear I'm not the, crazy. We, we call it mystery. Yes. Oh. Yes, I'm sorry. Mysterious mystique. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was... got catfished before there was a name for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this back to the original when Chris brought up uh, your story you told him? Like, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, this girl, you told me the story. She had a picture and she was not the same person or she didn't. Uh, what was the story again? Not even close. I walked in. I was looking around. She flagged me down, asked me my name. I just kept staring at her, not having an idea what was going on. Right. She had a coffee ready for me as a Panera. Just <laughs> a lunch date, and I'm just sitting there. And she must have said about two, three minutes of things to me that never I couldn't even comprehend because I was just staring at her like, who are you? <laughs> who is this person? <laughs> to the point I'm like, and I'm scratching my head, and I'm looking and looking. And finally, I said, I'm sorry, I can't do this. She goes, what? I go, not one of those pictures is even remotely close to you. Yeah. She goes, would you have seen me if it wasn't? Probably not. Yeah. And then I became a pig for that, of course. Right. Sure. And I said, would you have seen me if I didn't tell you or saw what I look like? She goes, I don't know. I was like, okay, let me tell you something. I don't want to date any liar and you're a liar. And that's what I know right now. That's exactly what's going on in my head. You're a liar. If I would have met you in a bar and you talked to me and I liked you, it might be different. Right. But the fact that I'm online, I see a picture and I click on that and go, okay, I wouldn't mind talking to this gal. Right. And it's not you. Oh, we got a problem. You're a liar. Yeah. So I paid for the coffee and left. It doesn't make any sense. That's just mysteriousness, Pete. We just went over this. (laughs) Yeah. Was where the pictures like, was she, you know, pictures of a model or something like that? Very attractive woman to not even close to attractive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, speed dating? Have you tried? The, what, have, what guys have you, what have you tried at your, at your establishment? Have you, you do trivia night? What do you do? Trivia, music, bingo. We used to do a speed dating thing at another bar I used to manage a long time ago. Ooh. At Cannes. Oh. That's where Jimmy and I met, actually. On a, a date? Speed date? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, we were both speed Wait a minute, which line and, am I at uh, again? No, <laughs> no, we, and I did it because there wasn't enough guys and we had a bunch of women there and it was funny because I had a new story for every girl and told them a different name, what I did, everything. <laughs> and it was funny because you would see in the middle of these, these women, they would turn and look and hear me saying to the other one, go, wait. <laughs> and they say, how mysterious. There you go. It got a little awkward when I went behind the bar and started working after it was all done. Sure, I bet. For yeah. sure. I don't know. That speed dating thing is interesting. I don't – it was fun to do as a joke, but – I've only seen it on the movie Hitch. I didn't know it was real hmm. until just now. <laughs> I thought you guys – you said you met at a speed date thing. No, uh, that was a joke. <laughs> okay. 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 I, actually, I thought what you, what, what you meant was that you organized it together. No, he was – I just used to manage. He was doing some um, event promos, so he was the shot girl okay. with beers. Oh, nice. Yikes, and, here we uh, go. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a tall, good-looking guy, legs, yeah. shaved him, everything. Yeah, so. sure, sure. 
I think with speed dating, you have to make sure you stretch beforehand. You can pull something, right? If you move too fast, right? <laughs> or, yeah, head rush, getting up too fast and sitting back down again. You Actually, know. I did do a speed date thing once, and I've seen them. And I think how it works is the women sit and the men got to yes. move around. Yeah. yeah. You got to really stretch before those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, with this whole uh, online dating thing, you get a little sick of it. You want the old-fashioned way, right? You know, two eyes meet across a distance and... And uh, it just seems more natural. A buddy of mine, that happened to him, but his eyes met the girls uh, through her bedroom window. And then, you know, the police got involved. And, you know, maybe that's not the right example for this. Probably not not good good advice to our listeners. Why not? I don't get it. That's the way I mean. That's the way he beats all his women. (laughs) Actually, that's why they're crazy. Yep. You said uh, Bumble. You like Bumble? No, <laughs> thanks, no, Pete, thanks for putting me on the spot. Pete has got Pete has got a girlfriend. Uh, yeah. are you currently involved, or is you still uh, playing the field? Yeah, just playing the field right now. Tiki's my woman right now, so it, I just always kind of feel like if you know if the right gal comes along, I I will put in a good, honest effort, and I'll see what happens. And until then, you're not going to be honest. No, nope, no, right, on, right, no right, honesty, right, no right, effort right, until right, yeah. You know but, that effort is about one to three weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's got to keep my attention. Well, how about the other uh, cliche about the women and the bartenders? Uh, I mean, being a bartender, is that a place where you meet a lot of women? It can be. Yes. I, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to meet someone, you know, that had like a similar schedule as me or, or worked in the same field as me. <laughs> sure. It's really difficult to date outside of that. Yeah. You don't, I mean, you're not that picky. I want a woman with a similar <laughs> schedule. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Not, it's not, not hopes, she's... dreams, aspirations, cute <laughs> schedule. That's the yeah. important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Schedule's key for me. <laughs> when I get off of work at, at one or two in the morning, I'm not going straight yeah. to bed. I, I want to have yeah. a cocktail. I want to hang out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, like, do you well, do maybe that? I want to the bar. Bed, Look but... at that girl's schedule. Holy <laughs> cow. <laughs> What? I'd rather talk about Bumble right now. This <laughs> but anyway, in the bar, I mean, you again, you are a tall, attractive man, Pete. You're not to sneeze at either here. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you get women that uh, come in for the Jimmy, right? Mm. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Once Pete says he has a girlfriend, sometimes they go for me. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, you know, it's flattering. I yeah. like it. Yeah. So do you guys get a lot of, uh, a lot of like just women in there? I would think it'd be like a lot of couples, friends and that kind of thing. It's a very female friendly establishment. Okay. I mean, if you were to walk in there, you would just see it screams women. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about the bar industry and, and restaurants too. How do you get more women in these places? Yeah. And it took me 40 years to figure it out. It's a tiki but bar. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a tiki bar. I mean, yeah. you look in there, the drinks are pretty. Everything's pretty in there. Men don't feel awkward being there. So it yeah. works out well. Yeah. If there's going to be a, a big group of people coming in and they're all men or all women, our groups are mostly all women. You know, okay. I mean, there's never a group of like eight, 10 guys flowing yeah. through there. Yeah, that's true. I can, see, yeah, I can see that. It's not yeah. a bachelor party stop. It's more of a bachelorette party sure. stop. And you, know, you, so. you, know, you guys said one thing that's very key that I learned from John Taffer. You know, the women are the key to a bar, right? If you get the women, the guys will show up. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I, that's where I met my girlfriend, so I guess it works. Yeah. <laughs> that's the tiki I bar? Did. Yeah. So she you was, date yeah. your clientele. That was going to be one of my questions. Do you date your clientele? Not normally. Nope. I was dating somebody else at the time when I first met her. Um, nothing happened. Yep. Uh, I had a bad breakup there and she was in on another night and I always pick on her and I said, she's being creepy. She had her hand on her head 
her head on her hand mm-hmm. and was staring at me. So I figured, you know, oh, what? like googly eyed. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> you know what? This is going to be the time I'm talking to this Stalker. girl. Yeah. So I went up and talked to her and now I, that's right. Lisa, we were just on vacation it. on in San Antonio last week and she was doing it. I go, stop being creepy. <laughs> and she looks at me, she goes, I just like to rest my head on my hand. I go, no, it's creepy. <laughs> now, normally I try not to date clientele or staff, yeah. anything. That's a Staff is really bad. Until a very attractive one comes on no, to you. And then you no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. I yeah. did that a long time ago, and I learned early on in this industry that is not something you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Staff, I could see being really bad. Clientele, I could see, uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, somebody comes like, in a bar. You it's know, not like a doctor patient. That's no, not like Jimmy a, dates them all. It's fine. No. <laughs> For one to three weeks. <laughs> one here or there. <laughs> or every third week. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, let's wrap up the first half of the interview, and we'll be back in just a minute. Cool. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for the conclusion of our interview with the Wauwatikis Pete Panagos and Jimmy Finley. Listen in as we chit-chat about Tinseltown's big night. You know who won last night, best pitcher? Yep, I do. Uh, Did not watch it. Green, Green Book. Something at Green, Green Book, Book, yeah. Green Book. I made a mistake. I went to see Blue Book. It was about a guy, a private auto sale. Yeah. And he got a great deal in the end. I know it's fiction. I know it. You know, I mean, but it was good. You know, <laughs> it was good. It was believable. I'll say that. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.